0: Welcome to the Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey, guys. Hope all is well with you. I am doing very, very well. It's a Sunday here in Orlando. It's raining. I got a lot accomplished today. I'm feeling really, really, really good. And I'm glad that I'm gonna be able to spend this time with you guys and elevate ourselves, lift ourselves and um, get to that mindset that we need to make that money to make that change that we need. This weekend, I um, happened upon another show that sort of lends itself to today's episode. We're gonna be talking about six things you can do to shift your money mindset. You can boss up and make that money. So it's called The Deadliest Catch. I'm fascinated by the amount of people who can endure extreme discomfort for an extreme reward. In the show, There are crab fishermen who are fishing out of Alaska and are looking for crab. And they go for months, weeks at a time in the Bering Sea in sometimes very, very cold, icy, tumultuous situations. They're on a boat. They're dealing with 35-foot waves. People are risking life and limb for the possibility to provide for their families. And when I watched this show, I just felt all the hair stand up on my head because the mentality, this is the mentality that's necessary to be a unicorn. This is the mentality that is necessary to be in that 1%. This mentality is a requirement to be in certain rooms, to have certain bank accounts, to have certain homes, to have the privilege to be able to give back, okay? This is the mentality. And I'm always fascinated when I see shows that speak to the mentality. It's mind over matter. And when I was watching a show with crab fishermen and women, and there were people who broke their arm, smashed their face, there are people who are lost at sea, there's people that die, and they're not even guaranteed to, to find the crab. And they go out there, they put down pots, and they bait the pots, and the captain has to, based on history, okay, based on blueprint, based on history, based on spidey senses, decide where to put the pot to catch the crab, and how deep, and for how long, et cetera, et cetera. So... There's knowledge, but there's some, there's some chance involved as well. And if you catch X amount of crab, you make Y amount of money. And I was trying to understand, well, why would people risk dying? Like how much money is in it? You know, the crab isn't guaranteed. Well, in one episode, a one week call, the crew made $30,000 a piece for a week of work. And I wanted to talk to you about that we have to do away this concept of trading time for money, okay? They provide king crab, okay? And other types of crab, depending on the season. And they get paid for their experience. They get paid for what they bring, the quality of what they bring to the table and not how long they took to do it and not how long they've had experience necessarily. And these are principles that, You have to understand as an entrepreneur and as a unicorn. And I just thought, this is fascinating. And I wanted to ask, what are you hunting? These crab fishermen go out and they hunt crab and they drag the crab back into the cave and they bring it back and they provide for their families. What are you hunting? What are you aggressively pursuing? What are you relentlessly going after as if your life depended on it? What are you willing to risk it all for? If there's no risk, there's no reward. And I just wanted to ask you, what are you here for? What are you doing? Answer that question. I'm Felicia Allison Bundry of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new here, welcome. We are a community of women entrepreneurs who rebel against the status quo and dare to create the businesses of our dream. I teach six tenants to help my unicorn friends reach their goals. If you want to learn more about our six tenets or principles, then head over to FeliciaAllisonBendry.com. On today's episode, as I previously talked about, we are going to do a deep dive on six things you can do to shift your money mindset. And money mindset is so, so important. First of all, we need money. And money is how we provide for ourselves and our families. We need money to affect change. We need money to leave to the generation behind us so they can continue to build our legacy. Money is necessary, and everybody has a money mindset. As many of you may know, I own a divorce and family law firm, the Fab Law Firm, and I deal with divorce all the time. Walk with me, I'm coming back to the topic. And the number one reason for divorce. I find in my experience, and the statistic bears out, is finances. People not working, people not paying the bills, people hiding money, et cetera. Because money allows for lifestyle. Where you don't have alignment with money, you have dissension. And you have the inability to execute on your dreams. Then you have dissatisfaction. That's the number one reason for divorce. So if that's the number one reason for divorce unicorns, that means that the children in the home are hearing the conversations, the arguments, the dissension around money. And these conversations that are being heard by our children shape the money mindset that the child has when he or she is an adult. And we all have a money mindset. We all have a money mindset and The point of this episode is for you to identify what your money mindset is and for you to shift it in a way that serves you, shift it in a way that serves your business, shift it in a way that increases your bank account, shift it in a way that ultimately serves the community, right? Because if you're an entrepreneur and you are hiring, you are providing for the community, if you're able to get uh, to the level where you're offering health insurance, you are providing for the health of other people. So you getting money and making money and sharing money is actually one of the biggest acts of generosity. You can participate in humanity. So just know that because I know we, a lot of us struggle with our money mindset and it's so important as an entrepreneur to identify it and make sure that it's serving you. Okay, so we're going to deal with how to transfer, shift your money mindset. So I will say this, the number one thing you have to do, the first thing you have to do is examine, this is number one, examine your thoughts around money. Examine how do you feel about money? Are you a spender or are you a saver? For me, a way in which I was able to examine my money mindset prior to shifting it in a way that serves me is that no matter how much money I had or have, I always feel like I don't have enough money. And so the first thing you want to do is to examine it and then you have to extrapolate backwards. Okay. What is the cost? So for me, I was raised by a single mother and she's amazing. She's fabulous and she's awesome. And I can't say enough good things about my mom. She's a single mother with three children. She, my parents had gotten divorced and she's a nurse practitioner. She made decent money. We lived in New York. It's expensive. I always got the sense that there wasn't enough money. I always got the sense that we need to save. I always got the sense that it was better to you know, get the bargain. Got the sense, you know, things that you are told in childhood, you have to pay attention. Money doesn't grow on trees. My family guy needs. So they say money don't grow on trees. OK, <laughs> money does not grow on trees. What does it look like? I'm made of money, things like that. So there was a little bit of a negative connotation surrounding money for me. And I always had a scarcity mindset with respect to money. So when I began to make more money, I maintained that. And that's still my in my money DNA, so to speak, because I'm more of a, I would say, saver. I do spend, I do enjoy, but I'm more of a saver. And even when I have a lot of money, I'm like, oh my God, we need to save, we need to make more. And that is because of my money story. So the first thing you wanna do is identify your money story. What were you told around money? Now, I had a client who her parents were divorced and one parent would always tell her to go ask the other parent for money. She felt uncomfortable about this. And now in her business, uh, she's a lawyer. Now in her business, sending out invoices, she doesn't send out invoices. So she's always in a money bottleneck. She always short liquidity. And I was pulling out my hair, why aren't you sending out the invoices? You know, And when we had to do a deep dive into her money mindset, we were able to discover that it's lingering based on what happened to her as a child. Now, we as human beings, statistically speaking, it shows We like to recreate what is normal to us because that's comfortable. So what's comfortable for her is to think of money, asking for money as a bad thing or uncomfortable thing. So now that she has a business and she's providing exceptional service and she's doing the things that you do as a business attorney for clients and she's working the hours, she's not getting paid. And and it's really a thing that she has to really go back and re-examine that and we worked and we did several different exercises and she got to a point where she's able to ask for the invoices, she's able to do what she needs to do. But first step is always identifying what your money mindset is. What things were you told about money? Another extreme of that or opposite of that is some people are like, YOLO, you only live once. You can't take it with you, the spenders out there. Uh, you know, less worried about it tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Let's spend, let's get the extra shrimp and lobster and ooh, I'll pay for yours as well. And let's take the five-star vacation, but you know, don't necessarily have money in the bank. Those people. Now, what was you, you know, a lot of times when you're speaking with people like that, you know, there's a reason why they have that mentality, someone that they were around. And once you identify that, You write it down, you sit with it, and you can then say, is this serving me or not serving me? So for me, my money mindset was this in some ways is good, but taken to the extreme is bad. And it's okay to save money. I had to come down with a system with my CPA of, okay, percentage of my income is for pleasure, percentage is for savings, for taxes, or investment, etc. Now that I have this system and I can sort of set it and forget it, I'm able to enjoy because then I go into my account specifically that's for pleasure. I have a pleasure account and then I do pleasurable things with that money guilt free. So I had to put a system in place to sort of override my blueprint, my natural wiring. And that's pretty much what you would have to do as well. Put a system in place as well. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. So now let's go to number two. We talked about number one, examining. Number two is that you have to commit. You have to commit that you're in this process for the long haul, process of identifying your money mindset, process of educating yourself about money, the process of investing in yourself, in your business, that this is a lifelong daily thing, similar to working out, similar to exercise. You don't just go to the gym do leg day and expect to have exceptional legs for the rest of your life. You have to crush that leg day weekly and daily maybe, and you have to recommit to it consistently. And that's the same thing. You have to decide, I am committed of rewiring myself to changing my blueprint in a way that serves to me. I am committed to examining and reorganizing. And when you are committed, then you Also, allow space for you to be kind to yourself as you will stumble as you are changing. So, the second was to commit. Number three is you have to reprogram your thoughts. Reprogramming your thoughts is something, first of all, you spend time with money conversations every day. I would suggest journaling about it journaling about your budget, journaling. If you are someone who's stingy with money, you would intentionally set a goal to give money away or to spend it in a pleasurable way for yourself or your family. And journal about how it feels when you gifted yourself the jeans or the very expensive makeup or the massage, and it's not something you otherwise would do. How did that make you feel? Journal about it. And really deep dive sit with that affirmations are good a lot of people think that money is bad if you grew up poor or in a lack or scarcity environment a lot of times I heard stuff like those evil rich people um it's easier for a camel to get into the eye of a needle than the rich man to get into the gates of heaven I heard things like that so low key high key <laughs> I kind of was, you know, thinking, well, you want to get successful, but not too successful because I don't want to become evil. I don't know what that Felicia looks like. I don't want to become greedy. And I had to reorganize my money mindset and literally write affirmations that you can be kind and have a lot of money. You can be given and have a lot of money. God made money so you can be a blessing to other people. The love of money is evil. Money isn't evil. I had to, once I reprogrammed my mind and my thinking, and I said those things daily, I started meeting people who had a lot of money and happened to have a lot of money and were amazing, kind people. I started to see it. I manifested it. And how could you achieve or aspire to something that you have a complicated relationship with and think it's equal. You're probably going to sabotage yourself. So you have to first cure that stinking thinking, get those thoughts out, move new thoughts in, and then you're going to see the universe start working for you. And those opportunities coming up, it's very important because you guys know I love sales. That's my jam. That's my secret sauce. You're not going to be able to ask for premium pricing in your programs, in your consultations, if you are weird about money or if you feel like, oh, that's too much money, it's going to come across. So this is the work that's necessary to take your business to the next level. This is what they're talking about in the million dollar masterminds and stuff like that, that the who's who are part of. These are the things that you need to do. There's no easy way down, as the song says. We've got to just go through it. And deal with our stuff, become better on the other side. Okay. Number four. Now this is a little different than reprogramming. You have to immerse yourself on this topic. You have to immerse yourself in this topic and educate yourself. You would read books. I personally love the Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. I read The Money Book for the Young, Fabulous, and Broke by Susie Orman. And those two books, I believe both of them have podcasts as well, that I just thought were great. And they gave me a system. Um, They gave me a thought process. And I always say to people, it's best to follow someone's program exactly, but it's a part of their program is philosophically different than a value that you share. Eat the fish and throw away the bones. At least at the very minimum, use 85% of the program. Otherwise, it's silly. But if there's like one aspect, then that's pretty much what I did. I pretty much used total money makeover, like 85%. And the Susie Orman book, I was given this long time ago in my 20s. I did implement it, but not as much as I did this Total money makeover. Read these books. Listen to the podcast. reprogram your thoughts. Replace your thinking, thinking. I was back in college. I uh, went to Stony Brook University in New York and I worked as a teller at Chase part-time and mm-hmm. also waitress on the weekends. And I, it was a very affluent, busy business area in Long Island where I was a teller. And I was, you know, I was a business teller sometimes when it got very busy and the head teller was not available. And I would often see in this affluent neighborhood, these business owners as well as non-business owners come to the bank on a particular day with their very young child, six, seven years old, have them fill out a deposit form and deposit money into the bank. And one time I got to talking to this man and I'm like, oh, what are you depositing this money for? His uh, mother was there and he said, oh, well, I save a certain amount of my money for a car from when I'm 16. And another is for a game that I want. And another portion of my money is for this. He was being taught how to budget at six. I was not taught that. (laughs) So his money mindset was being shaped. I would sometimes see doctors and lawyers who owned their own businesses have their teenagers or young children there, you know, seeing daddy and mommy put a certain amount of money into the business accounts, framing their mind and having them feel very comfortable with the idea of $50,000 being deposited, very comfortable with the idea of seeing these numbers, Understanding the taxes, etc. Our money mindset can be taught, and it is taught, and it can be retaught if it's not serving you. So, whatever you have now, if you're weird about money, if you don't like sending out invoices, if you feel uncomfortable uh, talking about money, as a unicorn, as a unicorn entrepreneur, you cannot. Money is awesome. Money is necessary. Money is a tool that helps take care of families, communities. It helps back political candidates. It helps you be a blessing to other people. So when money is put in the pockets, in the hands of kind and brilliant people, the world changes. Okay. We can maybe get some money behind cancer research and we can get a cure. So money is an amazing thing. And learning about money is an essential thing in order for you to be a boss in order for you to be a unicorn. And only do you need to learn about it, you have to get to the point where you master it because some people might have the thought process of, well, I'll just hire a CPA or somebody else. You need to be able to fact check the fact checker so that you're not getting made off, okay? Somebody's not um, scheming you. You have to understand what's going on and keep your hands on the pulse for sure. Number five, it really doesn't matter how much money you're making. You can start changing your relationship with money now. I'm talking to the person who's like, I'm so broke. I'm just so bad. I'm, you know, on somebody's couch or I'm negative every month or it doesn't matter. There has to be order. There has to be a system. There has to be education. Once you educate yourself, you follow these steps. You are consistent. You will see your situation change. I promise you that. You have to change your mind to change your situation. So I don't care what your money situation is. This is something that you can work on. If you're within the sound of my voice, you can be listening to a podcast about money. You can be reading a book about money. There's still libraries and things like that. I just think that that's a very important point. You have to have, it doesn't matter. You can start now. You can start right where you're at. You can start investing. You can get a side job. This is being recorded during a pandemic in 2020. Amazon is hiring, pizza shops are hiring, okay? The IRS is hiring remotely. Where there's a will, there's a way. You have to be relentless and you have to not believe your own BS and your own excuses. Ooh, I'm on one today, honey. (laughs) I'm on one today. We're not with the excuses today, unicorns. We're gonna take it to another level in 2020. We can come to 2021 with a vengeance, Okay. So, and I did say 2021 because we're halfway through 2020. So we have to be thinking about the second half and next year, okay? Number six, manage your expectations. This is a journey, guys. It's a journey. It's just like I said before, like getting in shape. You can't do a crunch and expect a six pack. You can't do one push up and expect Michelle Obama arms. It doesn't go that way you're really going to have to manage your expectations and start building daily habits that lend themselves to helping you financially. For example, meal prepping is one for me in my household. Once I start to meal prep and it's a pain in the rear end on Sundays, we leave less to chance that there's going to be a lot of unnecessary eating out because there isn't food. And that eating out can get ridiculous, okay? If you let it, if you're undisciplined. If you allow life to happen to you and you not happening to life, it can get out of hand. And I've been there and I've gotten the t-shirt. And I want to tell you, meal prepping saves money. Uh, another tool that's something in the same vein is having a, for me, it's a Friday budget meeting, looking at the, your financials, looking where you're spending money. You want to master personal finance so that you can also master business finance. Yeah, if you're personal finance looks like a country song, (laughs) it looks like a hot mess.net, then you're going to be in a constant state of need, of lack, and you're not going to be able to take your business to wherever you're trying to take it. So you have to get your personal house in order. So manage your expectation. Remember that this is a journey and build daily financial habits. I believe that meal prepping is one. Okay, budget meeting weekly, I should say habits in general, things like that. Also, I started making my French Bulldogs food at home. I do use expensive food as well, but it's cheaper. It's cheaper. I know what's in it. It's organic. Things like that. Having a budget and sticking to it. So that's today's episode. Those are the six ways that you can start to shift your money mindset. When your money mindset shifts, you will level up and you will see a breakthrough in your finances. I'm telling you, I was there and now I'm on the other side of it. And I know I'm trying to break through to the other side. And so now there's even up leveling, even more so and so on and so forth. And I hope this serves you. I'm sending you guys love and light and I can't wait to talk to you next week. You know what it is let's go get them unicorns want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business then head over to our private facebook community the unicorn entrepreneur it's free and fabulous the benefits are plentiful community of forward-thinking women access to me and if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast We continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns.